Welcome to the Yadkin Examine. My name is Jonathan Gaylord, the pastor here at Yadkinville United Methodist Church. And the Yadkin Examine is a weekly podcast where every Monday we take a moment to reflect on the past week, give thanks to God, and seek strength for the day and week to come. The Examine comes to us out of a technique described by Ignatius Loyola and is still practiced by Jesuits twice daily. We've adapted it here to help us reflect on the events in our lives and discern God's presence and will for us. We will use prompts for self-reflection from various sources, like the 22 questions John Wesley and the Holy Club at Oxford would ask themselves daily. In addition to that, we will hear an excerpt from Sunday's sermon, we'll draw some reflection questions from the sermon, our worship, and the scripture text, and the reflection questions are all listed in the show notes, and you may want to copy them out so that you can write out your answers as a journaling practice. As we prepare to pray together, I invite you to take a moment to center your body, heart, and mind, maybe through taking several deep breaths, finding a comfortable posture, anything that helps you to be present to the Holy Spirit in our midst. Hear now this sermon excerpt from the October 30th sermon preached by me, Jonathan Gaylord, on Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. Ephesians is, is somewhat different from some of Paul's other letters. Paul's other letters, when he talks about the church, he's talking about a local congregation. He's talking about the church in Rome or the church in Philippi. In Ephesians, when Paul talks about the church, he's talking about a cosmic entity, a cosmic group beyond the local, beyond the local congregation, beyond the a denomination, beyond the churches in a city. When Paul in Ephesians talks about the church, he talks about the church as a universal people whom God has breathed into and formed together for a purpose. And that purpose being to spread God's love, God's grace, and God's reconciliation through all the world. You know, there are a lot of groups out there that can teach us how to be nice people. There are a lot of really good organizations that can teach us how to be kind. There are a lot of really good groups out there that can teach us how to do good in our community. And I think part of the reason the church has struggled for the last 80, 90 years is because we have forgotten the primary reality of our existence. Yes, we do good. Yes, we serve our neighbors. Yes, we go out into the community. But the primary reason the church exists is because of Jesus Christ. The primary reason the church exists, the only reason the church exists, is because the power of God's love on the cross and in the resurrection if we're trying to sell to the world that come to church and you can be a good person, come to church and we'll help you be a nice person, come to church and we'll put you on a self-improvement plan to be the person you want to be, if that's what we're trying to sell to the, the world, we've already failed. Our purpose as the people of God is to be a place in this world that stands up and says we are already united because we are already loved by Jesus Christ. And everything we do comes out of that. It should come out of that. Everything we do as a church should be to speak of the fact that Jesus Christ has reconciled us to one another, 
and to God. We live in a world where unity means you need to agree with me. But Paul writes to the church in Ephesus something that still, even more so, applies to us today. We have unity. We have reconciliation. We are united by Christ. And the church has something that can't be found anywhere else. The power of the cross. The power of God's love. The power of reconciliation. And if that's not what we go out into the world holding, then we might as well pack it up. Because what we've been given, no one else has. We live in a world where division is the standard. And if you want unity, you have to agree with me. What was it last week? Reconciliation isn't about winning or losing. It's not about being right or wrong. Unity is not about winning or losing. Heck, it's not even about compromising. Unity is about standing up and saying, I have been redeemed by Jesus Christ. I have been reconciled to the creator of the universe. And those walls, those divisions, those things that keep us apart, Christ has come into the world and said, they don't matter anymore. You are a child of the Creator. You are a child of Jesus Christ. You are made in the image of God. And there is no caveat, there is no comma at the end of that. There is no but after you are made in the image of God. God doesn't come down through Christ and say, I love you, but. And the church isn't looking for good guys. We're not looking to make nice people. It's, it's nice to be nice. It's good to be kind. I'm not saying you should go out and be a jerk to everybody you meet. But the reason the church exists is so that we can do the truth in love because Jesus Christ has first loved us. We have a cosmic purpose as the people of God. To spread God's love and to spread God's reconciliation. To bear with one another. To have humility, gentleness, and patience. And to make every effort, not a half-hearted effort, not a partial effort, not some effort, but to make every effort to maintain the unity of the Holy Spirit. And if we're trying to sell anything else, we're going to come up short. That's who the church is. People who are united in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, thank you for this day that you've given to us. Help us to look back on the week that has been with your eyes, with your love, and with your grace, committing ourselves to grow more and more in love with you. 
As you look at the week that has passed, what are you thankful for? Where did the Holy Spirit move? As we look at the past week and consider how we may have fallen short, ask yourself these questions from John Wesley in the Holy Club. When did I last speak to someone else about my faith? Do I pray about the money I spend? Do I get to bed on time and get up on time? As we look at the week that is to come, ask yourself these questions drawn from the sermon. What does it mean to say that someone is nice? How are Paul's instructions to be gentle, humble, to bear with one another in love, and to seek unity in the Holy Spirit different from simply being nice? What is the difference between speaking the truth in love and doing the truth in love? What would unity look like in our society? Almighty God, as we look at the week that has gone by and prepare ourselves for the week that is to come, forgive us where we have fallen short and give us your power and righteousness to follow Christ with all that we are. We give you thanks that we are loved this day unconditionally, and we ask for your wisdom to see the path the Holy Spirit has plotted in our lives. Amen. And now as we prepare to return to the business of our weeks, may we reflect once more on Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. I, therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it is said, When he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. When it says he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is the same as the one who ascended far above all the heavens, so that he might fill all things. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ. Until all of us came to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ, we must no longer be children, tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming, but meaning the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, 
promotes the body's growth and building itself up in love. Thank you for praying the Yadkin Examine with us today. As we go out into this day and into this week, I invite you to keep all that you have heard, all that you've prayed about in your heart and in your mind, asking God to strengthen you, asking God to guide you. You can always join us at the Yadkin Lectio on Wednesdays or in worship on Sunday mornings. And you can join us here next Monday with the Yadkin Examine. Until we pray together again, God bless.